in this world appear And break the laws that they should fear And frighten all who see or hear The cry goes up both far and near for underdog There's no need to fear Underdog Just happened to the beat. Wait, where was I? Am I gonna generate a big buzz? Cause I rap like a son of a gun, and plus, cause I do it better than anybody else does. I guess that we'll see when the time is right. Till then, I'll avoid where the rhymes fight. Rhymes tight, minds like dynamite. Skin tone of a drug, leave a sinus white. MCs get caught in my line of sight. Only one thing's on my mind. Fight, might be wrong, might be right, might be likely bite me, alright? called into your favorite talk radio program only to encounter this and felt like this that never happens when you dial 941-421-0401 at razradiolive.com we answer right away and pow 
you're live on the air talking to one of your favorite hosts. No screeners, no delays. Try it now. 941-421-0401 and avoid 941-421-0401. If you're a new listener or a seasoned veteran, don't be scared. 941-421-0401. We welcome all. We know how it feels to be ignored. RazRadioLive.com. It's time for a TF52 flashback. Hey, uh, real quick, I want to get your opinion on this, Rob. Uh, I'm just going to read you the headline. I'm sure uh, everybody knows about what happened to Hillary today. Uh, Clinton unable to testify before Congress on Benghazi purported concussion cited. <clears throat> Well, I don't know whether she bumped her head no, she... Uh, or not, which generally, you know, bumping your head would leave to a concussion. But uh, I'm a type of guy where I'm in sales, okay? I, uh, you know, I, I deal in sales. Uh, my job is to get somebody to buy or my job is to take away somebody's money from them who has no interest in what I have or uh, doesn't need what I have, but uh, my job is to make them do so. And one of the things that I like to tell them is that, you know, you can make excuses or you can make money, but you can't do both. And obviously, in her case, she can make excuses or she could testify, but she can't do both. And she so obviously think- chose to make excuses mm-hmm. instead See- of testifying. And, you know, if we knew something, it was either going to come down to the fact that we would hear what Hillary had to say in regards to Benghazi and or there would be some excuse why she wasn't able to. And obviously, we got the excuse end of it today, and uh, it's no surprise to me. I'm not a uh, conspiracy guy, but I will say that I, 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 and it's not just because of my conservative leanings. I do think, though, that, that there's there's got to be a reason she doesn't want to talk about it. Well, now, now, that's shifty. That's you talking, right? That's me. Uh, I'm not a conspiracy guy either. I used to be. I'm a conspiracy dropout. I'm a patriot dropout. I truly am. Believe me, I used to be the guy that was there handing out the DVDs. I used to be the guy there saying, what do you mean? What do you mean you drink the fluoride you don't care? What do you mean as long as you have a dollar bill to buy your toilet paper you don't need gold? What do you mean? What do you mean? I was that type of guy that would shove my shit down your throat. Okay, but no longer am I. And now I come from more of uh, a, a more conservative leanings. I, just like you stated, I truly do. Uh, so I understand exactly where you're coming from on this. But the fact of the matter is, is that these folks will perpetrate and do everything that they have to do right in front of our face and then tell us a story and we just eat it up like it's candy, my friend. Same thing goes with Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton is the Secretary of State. Hillary Clinton is the person who who represents us and goes from country to country to country, uh, making relations with these countries. That is her job. When something goes wrong with one of those relations, she is the one who is to be held accountable for. If I'm not mistaken, just days after... The, 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 what I call for my terrorist, or my terrorist leanings, yes. My, uh, 
authority. You qualify for this. Why would we question your authority? You only working hard following training. Why the hell are the Mexicans and blacks complaining? You gotta be the closest thing I've seen to perfect. And everybody that you locked up, they had to deserve it, yeah. Dear Mr. Policeman, why is everybody tripping? I just don't understand. I know you out here in the streets doing the best that you can. If I could meet you face to face, I would shake your hand. Dear Mr. Policeman, why is everybody tripping? I just don't understand. I know you out here in the streets doing the best that you can. If I could meet you face to face, I would shake your hand. Being a cat can be damn tedious. People dangling bells and bits of string in your face all the time. Just be a dog. Run around, catch frisbees, pee on a fire hydrant. Life's more rewarding and you get access to lots of treats. Catch Salty Talk Mondays and Wednesdays and every Friday for Salty's weekend warm-up. 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Add a little salt to your life and be more dog.
a part of it. You'll never be a part of it. But you'll never be a part of it. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Just the truth, my friend. That's all we're looking to do is give you whatever you consider to be the truth or whatever I consider to be the truth. Welcome to the first 52, RazRadioLive.com and all those other places that we're at. I'll go through them all in a little bit. We'll get to it eventually. Don't worry about it. It is Tuesday. Uh, what is it? The September 5th. 2017, on the eve of the of the horrible hurricane, it's coming to get us, Florida. Be ready, be ready, be ready. We'll get into that a little later. Bob Tuscan's going to join us at 6:30, and we'll discuss the hurricane and, and, and things that you should concern yourself with, and and how you should worry about it. Then at se- at the seven o'clock, we've got Will Torbit. I hope I got that right, Will. I hope hopefully you're listening, and I got your name right. He'll be joining us at seven o'clock. Uh, Will is a host of Demand the Truth radio show that he does on another network. I don't know the top of, off the top of my head where that network would be. Uh, but we'll get to it later. We'll get to know Will, see what he's about and how he does things. Um, and tonight, I'm really excited to announce that this is the first night that we're broadcasting video on multiple platforms. So all the little videos that I play tonight, you'll be able to watch with me. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be rough. It's the first round at it. So, you know, hopefully it's pretty and looks good. Uh, we'll, we'll make it better as we move on. I'm waiting for a cable that I need to make it go well. Fortoad is in Guatemala City, City, so he won't be with us tonight. But, of course, sitting over to my left, my lo- lovely wife, Lexi. How you doing, honey? Doing awesome. You ready for the, the hurricane? Uh, no. No, not, not at all? Not really. <laughs> well, we will, uh, we'll, like I said, we'll get into those discussions later on about about preparedness for the hurricane and, and uh, you know, what what we need to do, what we're thinking about doing. There's some topics I want to get to once our son leaves the studio because he's interrupting a live broadcast right now and he needs to move on. But that's the way children are. They don't know how they have to do things. They, he, he knows this is how this goes. Close the door. Thank you very much. That's what happens when you have children. They kind of do their own thing. But anyway, you're back on, honey. Yep. I had to turn you off. He was bothering you. Uh, so one of the main things I want to get into tonight, and I, I don't want to, you know, we don't have a lot of time. We have a lot going on in the show tonight. Uh, so let's just dive right into it. Uh, one of the big things that have been bothering me all week long, and, and you know what it is, honey. The nurse. The nurse. The nurse. Yeah, I have a Wobble. What's a uh, Wobble? I always get her name messed up. Uh, nurse Wobbles, Alex Wobbles, of the University of Utah uh, Hospital, 
uh, you know, had a little incident. But the scary thing about this incident is it was on the 26th of July is when this incident happened. So it took this long for us to even hear about it. Uh, you know, and it's it's been blowing up. A lot of people are talking about. It. I know Bubba talked about it today. Uh, uh, all the crazy conspiracy guys, obviously, are are kind of using this as their their mantra, or their their ability to uh, prove a point. And that's kind of the way I'm seeing it is a, the ability to prove a point. What do you mean by that? Well, you know, it takes an incident like this for a lot of more people to pay attention to police brutality. Uh, those of you, I'm sure, those you, those of you listening to me know exactly uh, what I'm talking about. Uh, but we had uh, this nurse in Utah. Uh, this was July 27th. A truck driver was involved wait, in a. Wait, wait, wait. I don't know if I'd call this police brutality. I would call this more abusive power. Uh, it's kidnapping, if you want to be honest. Yeah, I mean, she wasn't, you know, necessarily damaged physically. <laughs> It wasn't well, it was, right what they did, but uh, I mean, I, she ended up being okay. So it's okay it if a cop a, throws it you around. It wasn't a if, brutal situation. It was more of this is wrong. I mean, m- more so than anything, she's just in sh- in a state of shock as to what's going on. Why is this happening? I didn't do anything wrong. Situation, but she wasn't, you know, manhandled to the point where she was physically injured. Well, she was manhandled pretty hard. I mean, if you wrench my arm behind my back, I wouldn't be very happy about it. Uh, you know, I don't know about you. If that's something that you're okay with, having your arm twisted behind your back, all the way up by your neck behind your back, that that would hurt. I would think. I didn't say it was okay. I'm just <laughs> saying that you know it wasn't. Let's not make it something it's not. We already know it was wrong, but I, I'm not going to go down the path of that she was brutalized by a cop. She was just handled in the wrong way. Inappropriately. Well, let's right. see what the news said out in her area. Uh, hopefully this is all going to work. I can't wait. I can share videos Disturbing with you body guys. cam video landed a Salt Lake City police officer under investigation. The footage shows a detective arresting an on-duty nurse at the University of Utah Hospital. New specialist Lad Egan live at police headquarters with the full story. And Lad, this video is kind of hard to watch. Yeah, absolutely. The nurse says she couldn't believe what was happening when she was arrested in the middle of her work area. The police department used the word alarm to describe their reaction. July 26th, a fiery crash caused by a car fleeing police and traffic. Traveling in the wrong direction sends the driver of this semi-truck to University Hospital's burn unit. The semi-truck driver is unconscious and not suspected of doing anything wrong. Even so, Salt Lake City police show up asking for his blood. I'm just a nurse trying to protect the patient. Charge nurse Alex Wubbles says the request for blood isn't allowed under the policy the hospital established with law enforcement. So I'm going to arrest her. While she's calling management... The officer becomes impatient. She's going to jail. She even prints out a copy of the hospital's protocol. There's three things that allow us to do that are if you have an electronic warrant, patient consent, or patient under arrest. None of those I hate when it's conditions have been met. I'm just trying to do the, what I'm supposed to do. That's, that's all. After that explanation and why... While she's still on the phone with a supervisor? No, we're done. We're, we're done. You're under arrest. So, you could probably pause it there for a minute. Get over there. 
All right, we're paused. Go ahead. Because honestly, if people haven't seen this video or heard of it, they're living under a rock and probably not listening to the show right now. No, that is true. But the thing is, is I think more what we would want to discuss is not necessarily the nurse's situation because that's been talked to death. But have we figured out, you know, whether this cop was within his rights to ask for a blood sample from the victim? Well, that's what they were saying there is, is, uh, and here's a big argument that I've come across with this story. Uh, first of all, most people don't realize that this law enforcement, that this truck driver was actually a reserve cop in Iowa or Idaho. I don't remember which state he was a reserve cop in. Um, basically, the accident was caused by the, the by the police chase. The, the the fact that they continue to chase of somebody driving at high rates of speed, which should have been called off, and they had the guy's information, they could have went and found him later. It was a, a suspected reckless driver nine one one call that started this police chase. So they kind of caused the wreck, in my opinion. Uh, anytime that somebody that, that somebody's running from the cops here in Florida, they have a no pursuit rule, especially here in Charlotte County. Once it gets to a certain point, they call off the pursuit. Uh, so I kind of put some of the blame on law enforcement for continuing this pursuit. Now, I honestly think that they were trying to draw this guy's blood in hopes that he was on a pharmaceutical drug or might have had a drink that day or maybe smoked a little weed, uh, which isn't okay. I mean, it's okay, but it's not okay in this situation. Uh, so if that would be the case, they were trying to cover their own ass, in my opinion, to prevent any major lawsuits because, hey, listen, this truck driver was, was intoxicated. He was under your influence or something. And, and, you know, unfortunately, he couldn't respond fast enough and react. So that's our defense is that, you know, he was just as in the wrong as the, the reckless driver. So then you go back to the question, this cop that showed up, was he within his rights to detain this woman because he was preventing him from, she was preventing him from getting this blood sample in order to use it to prove that this truck driver may or may not have been responsible. And unfortunately, he was not in his rights. Uh, there was no uh, warranted reason to detain her, to kidnap her, to assault her. Uh, there, There is an agreement uh, b- between the law enforcement agency and the hospital as to what con- condones or what allows uh, the drawing of blood of an unconscious patient patient or the reasoning for ordering of drawing a blood now if there was a warrant electronic or paper they could draw the blood the guy was conscious and said yes you can draw my blood they could draw the blood if the officer had placed this man under arrest for some reason they could have drawn the blood and he could have ordered the nurse to draw the blood if he was being arrested now there was no reason to arrest this man so he couldn't use that as the reasoning the man was unconscious, so he couldn't get his permission, and there was no warrant to draw the blood. Now, here's where KD brought up a, a question or a comment of, of thought. As a truck driver, you fall under the FDOT, Federal Department of Transportation, or that's FDOT Florida, I'm sorry. You fall under the Department of Transportation in, in, in a federal agency. It, within that agency, you give consent for a blood draw and under any circumstances because you are a licensed truck driver. You're, 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 you fall under the Department of Highway or whatever it is for, for the federal level. So, yes, a federal officer could have came in there 
and had that blood draw. But a state or city cop can't do that. At okay. least the way I understand it, the way I would think it works, if it's a federal law, but yet there is a an agreement within the local level, then it would take a federal officer to come in there with a warrant, more than likely. But he could come in because as a truck driver, you you give consent. But then again, here in the state of Florida, you give consent when you have your license to a breathalyzer. And if you refuse it, you can get ticketed for that. Now, if you're unconscious, they can't do anything because that's a state law. So if somebody gets pulled over and they just decide to go ahead and take a nap at that point, they're all good? Well, <laughs> let's, not, let's not blow it out of hand here. Uh, but there are many different ways that this is, this is a, a very particular situation. Part of the problem is that the police department, and this is part of my problem with the situation, is the police department did not initiate anything against this law enforcement officer until the video came out this past weekend. So they were kind of brushing the whole incident under the rug in hopes that uh, it wouldn't be an issue and that they could just forget about it and it would go away. Now, as we see, that's not what ha- what is happening here in this situation. So it, it's, it, it really is particular. Now, here's the other problem I have. My other problem with this whole situation is, you, okay, we got a bad cop. Everybody goes, hey, you know what, there's one bad, bad apple in every group, right? We hear that all the time, right? Not mm-hmm. all cops are bad. There's a bad apple here and there. Uh, and here's the problem. There were multiple bad apples in the situation. And the reason I say that is because every other cop standing around him knew what he was doing was not justified, knew that what he was doing was illegal. Yeah, they looked pretty uncomfortable. And they didn't stop him. No, they didn't. Good cops stop bad actions. It makes you wonder what the whole situation was there, what was said going in or why that man was being so irrational. It doesn't make any sense. Because somebody was not following his direct orders. Yeah. What do you think, Fortoed? I got a couple different things to think about the situation. One... The the the, way, the 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 thing is one bad apple spoils the whole bunch. Okay, that's that's what happens, right? One guy fucks it up for everybody, right? It's not just one bad apple, and then we could put we could pick it out of the bunch. It's one bad apple spoils the whole bunch. Right. That's one thing. Okay. Second thing, <clears throat> when I first tuned in, you guys are talking about how if you have a CDL license, you accept the fact that your Fourth and Fifth Amendment rights can be violated, which is unconstitutional, right? No license should have you be able to uh, circumvent the Constitution. And this this is one of the things that annoys the shit out of me about the whole CDL thing because I personally possess a CDL, and I've been pulled over in my car, uh, and I blew a .06, but it, when uh, – this is back in the 90s, late 90s. Um, it was a .04, and I could have been taken to jail, driving my fucking car. Amazing. You know, just – just because I held the CDL, my um, my shit it was different, and that's just wrong. I agree. Well, you know, I agree with that, but you also know going into it that that's the deal that you're signing. Um, so don't be but a CDL still, driver then if that's not a deal you want to accept. But can mm-hmm. you sign something that circumvents the Constitution? Yeah, of course you can if you choose to sign no. it. Why? Why? All right. So then, so then, you know, it's 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 unconstitutional to uh, enslave somebody. So can I sign something that that enslaves me? Uh, yes, you could. Yeah. 
Can I sign something that exempts me from federal income taxes? How about that? Because that's a constitutional amendment. <laughs> I wish we could sign something that would do that, but you know, we kind of just ignore it. And I'm alive on uh, Radio Free Blood now. I uh, forgot to hit the button. My bad. So, so why is it that I could, I could sign something that uh, absolves me of certain constitutional rights, but I can't sign other things that absolve me of other constitutional rights? The, the, the game is rigged against us, and uh, the whole thing is a fucking farce. Well, that's part of what this show, too. is. And again, like I said, you know, this, this didn't have the, – the, there was no response from the law enforcement community uh, there to this incident until the nurse finally released the video. Um, there was a good after interview with her. I, I was going to play. I don't know if we'll get to it before Tuscan. Maybe we'll we'll get to it after him. Uh, we'll see. Maybe we'll be into this. Uh, but Four Toad, I'm glad you gave Dave. I'm glad you. You know, it's funny. He doesn't want to be called Four Toad anymore. <laughs> he doesn't like our, his moniker that he made up on his own. Uh, no, 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 I was called that, and, and I don't mind it. But I just, you know, just you know, call me Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Well, brother, I always call you. Even when we're together, I call you Four Toad. Anyway. Right, this is true. Uh, how's Guatemala City? Let's get an update real fast. I fucking hate Guatemala City. I really do. It's like any other uh, city. Uh, yeah, it, this 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 place is worse than New York City. And, and I, I, I posted some pictures of my Guatemala page that showed the buildings, but nobody actually caught the fact that there was a fucking haze over this town. Um, it's disgusting. I hate it. I can't wait to get the fuck out of here. It's just like New York. Anyway. Uh, well, you know, you'll be out tomorrow moving on. Uh, some of the things that, what did you think about the bad apple? You, you heard that comment. Um, and there was a really good interview, uh, with this nurse, uh, after the fact. I'm going to try to play it up here. I, 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 I can't wait to get, I'm almost there, Dave. We're broadcasting live on video. We are on Twitch, you, YouTube, Ustream, and, um, Periscope. Live right now. Video. We got the video going. That is fantastic. It's something I tried to get you to do three years ago. I know you've been you've been trying to get me to do it forever. I get it. Right. I get it. Half the computers you have in your house are mine. <laughs> Four Toad has been a big part of this station and, and getting things together for us. Here, let's see if this plays, and hopefully you can hear it. You may not hear it uh, because it is on the same computer as you, but it's mm-hmm. going through the board, so maybe you will hear it if it'll stop spinning. I got the the spinning eye of death. One day we'll be able to. One day you'll be able well, to. Here, here, here's me, Dave. the thing. Here's the oh. thing is, if if I won't be able to hear it unless you unmix minus me. Right, I'll right. Just shut up. Well, I'm in the middle of a commercial right now. Of course, I had it all prepped. Well, because because again, you're not using uh, the Brave browser, which I put on my computer, which eliminates all commercials and pre-roll. Four Toad here. Listen to Four Toad here. Always giving me shit about way I'm set up. That's all yeah. right. That's all right. Well, what we're thousands. Before it was two hours away. It was like hundreds of miles away. Now I'm thousands of miles away. It's still, still harassing me about miles. it. <laughs> uh, so let me see. So, uh, go ahead. So are you prepared for Irma? Not yet. We're going to start no. working on it tomorrow. We, we've we got a basic plan in place. But right now, and this is what we'll get into um, when Bob gets with us, right now there is there is no plan to make at this point in time. We don't know where it's coming in at. So we don't know where to go. Uh, you know, I don't want to shoot north and then have this thing hit Miami and then run up the coast to where we go north. I don't want to shoot. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I just don't want to jump too quickly. There's another hurricane right behind it, Jose. Jose's bearing down on us also. It looks like Jose's going to be more uh, North Florida, South Carolina at this point. Uh, so, you know, do you run before you know where to run to? 
Well, I, I totally agree with that because in 2004, I, I bailed out in, in August. I, I got out. I got the fuck out of Dodge when um, uh, Charlie, Hurricane Charlie came through. Right. Because right? it was supposed to hit uh, Tampa Bay. It was supposed to curve into Tampa Bay. It curved in down by you in Punta Gorda and it buzzed through the state, right? And I evacuated to my mother's house in Melbourne Beach. It came closer to being Melbourne Beach than if I had stayed home. Um, so it, it, it's really it's a, it's a crazy decision to make. My ex-fiance is in New York. My son and, and unborn grandchild are in New York. I'm telling, my, I'm telling them all, don't come home, you know, because there's some crazy shit here. Uh, and, you know, like my son will come home tomorrow night and then can't, you know, can't go get supplies till Friday morning. And what's today? Wednesday, it's already out. Right, he's got water. Right, you know. So I was like, just stay the hell up in New York and and try to come home before Jose comes down. A lot of the old people here are uh, bugging out and getting to family, heading inland, heading north. Uh, mm-hmm. Which you know, if you're an older elderly person, you need to get ahead of it. You need to uh, make your plan, make your decision of what you're going to do uh, ahead of time, and, and be ready for it. Uh, us, uh, you know, we can't just just pack up and run because there's no place really for us to go any place at this point in time that would be an option to go is within the the realm of of danger plus we're both expected to work through till friday right you know i've got <laughs> we are too so i'm i do maintenance no, you got here. a job <laughs> I, I do well i do maintenance here so i have responsibilities uh, you know at the property here that i have to handle before i can move anywhere or do anything all right so so may i make a suggestion sure Find out one of the upstairs units that are vacant and get the key. And if, God forbid, shit hits the fan, you just go to that place. Well, unfortunately, we don't have any. Well, we have one vacant upstairs. But, all right, we've got we've got a basic plan in action. I've got parents and grandma here. So um, we'll probably end up at their house and ride it out there as long as it doesn't come in from the coast. If it comes in from the coast, you know, we're going to have to take another option. Maybe, uh, uh, you know, head inland towards salty or something but i'm not going north because even if it comes in on the gulf side of us it's still going to go north it's still going to end up where we would be going so we couldn't return after it left because we sitting it yeah. out up there heading to salties is probably not a bad idea although he's he seems to be flooded as well uh if it rains yeah, um, did you see his yard yeah it's, it's just, just from rain. a long yes. weekend <laughs> yeah i mean i yeah. i think we're just going to ride it out here in our area whether it be at our place or at my parents place um, but we got the van. I'm going to load up some survival stuff into the van, some of the camping gear and um, mm-hmm. things like that. So we have it with us if, you know, worst case scenario, we need it. Yeah, you know, and there's a, there's a storm uh, churning up in the east uh, western Gulf too. That's that's actually about to make a U-turn and head right for me. In Guatemala, <laughs> so like, I'm, I'm totally going to ride. Well, oh man. No, no. Well, the thing is, I'm deep inland. Uh, so even a Category Five, it hits the the the, the coast. Of Guatemala, it's still it's still you know hundreds of miles before it's going to hit me, so it'll 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 drop down to nothing, um, or you know something that's survivable. And I'm I'm in a hurricane proof, I'm in an earthquake proof apartment currently, although I'm going to be moving next week. Um, so it's all crazy, you know. Like like good percentage of the people that I love are in are in Florida. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, you know, it doesn't matter what side of the, you know, my mother's on the East Coast, my son's on the West Coast, you're on the West Coast, you know, I got a friend in Jacksonville, doesn't matter. We're all, they're all going to get possibly fucked from this storm. Yeah, we're looking at a lot coming at us all over here. And there is no, if you can't leave Florida, there's no getting away from it. Yeah, yeah. 
mean, Jesus Christ takes it'll take it takes in Tampa it took me four and a half hours just to get to the northern border, you know, to Georgia, and then it'll just, it'll just be right behind me <laughs> if I drove. Yeah. So, like I said, that's what I keep telling everybody here. We can't move until we know what to do. Like we don't, you just can't do it. Are, Here's part two of the uh, of when I when I evacuated for Hurricane Charlie in 04. It took me two days to get home because it was an 80 mile backup from Orlando to Tampa. Uh-huh. Everybody going back. Then I had to, I got I had to go to a hotel room in Kissimmee, right, which was hard because half of them didn't have uh, power, and some of the other ones just you know, we had to go to two or three different hotels just to spend the night um, and and go back in the morning. And but you didn't even, just, and you didn't even get hit by it where you went. Right, I was clo- it was closer to me at my mother's house than it was that and in Tampa. So uh, I would have just I would uh, you know although Jesus Christ category you know it was uh, Charlie I think it was a category three, um, four and five man Irma's got, you know, Irma's a five now that's some scary. Well, again, it comes down Houston. to where it comes in at is the biggest issue for me on my side of the world. The biggest issue for me is where it comes in. If it hits Miami or southwest southeast Florida first and moves across the state. I'm really right, not concerned. Could. I'm not concerned right. about it. Right. I mean, it's going to be hairy. It's going to be rough. We're going to have winds. We're going to have a lot of rain. So, yeah, it, it, it could cause problems, but it's not going to be as if it comes in with storm surge ahead of it. Right. So that's kind of where I'm, I'm considering myself. Uh, yeah, so- but the storm surge comes after the hurricane passes then because of the, the uh, counterclockwise motion of the of the uh of the storm. Yeah, but if it's coming across a state, we don't get storm surge at all. So, well, you you might get a little bit, but not not not. It, it'll probably back down to a current game uh, category one, which you know the infrastructure in Florida could totally handle. Trying to add Tuscan to this <laughs> call, it's showing him there. All right, go do your thing, man. I'm I just got back from the restaurant bar slash uh, whatever. I got. I want to take a fucking nap, man. All right, brother. Be safe. Right, have have a good drive back tomorrow. If it's going to be raining, why don't you just stay there another night? Uh. I don't think he likes it. Yeah, <laughs> I'd rather, I, you know what? I hate this town so much. I hate the city so much. I'd rather just fucking ride in the rain for four <laughs> That's hours. That's the way I feel about Port Charlotte, so I understand. <laughs> exactly. All right, brother. Have a great I, night. Thanks for calling in. Later, man. Talk to you soon. There goes the 4 2 to 1, our buddy. I miss him. He'll be back soon. He'll be back. Don't worry. One day we'll have him back. Let me try dialing Tuscan up here again. I don't know why it wouldn't give it to me while we were there with Dave. Uh, but that was some interesting stuff we discussed. Some interesting stuff we discussed. Let me see if we can get him up. Oh, God, why is that ringing? I, got, I have my ringers turned off. I shouldn't have ringing. Did it go through? Oh, it's still ringing. I know Bob did a live video today. It was kind of uh, intense. Uh, Bob can be very intense sometimes. Uh, he's got a lot of thoughts on this. And it really goes down to preparedness and being ready uh, for what's going on. And being ready for the situation, having supplies, having you know a plan in action. You know, Lexi and I have discussed multiple times of what our plan should be, uh, and uh, it, it's hard. We got a family, we got all this stuff, and and I, I got my grandma here, I got my parents here. I, uh, you know, how do you how do you handle that? How do you decide what to do? You, know, you can't just leave your job. You can't just you know pretend everything's not okay. You know, or that everything is okay. You have to just deal with it. So I can't get Bob up. I think Lexi's got something. Do we need to take a quick break? 
sorry. Uh, no, I got a call from the school, so I just had to listen to it real quick. Are we closed on Friday? Uh, we're going to find out at noon tomorrow. They'll be calling all the parents to give us their decision. I mean, I don't see a reason to close a school Friday, other than if you're leaving. But then, you, you know, you make it an excused absence. You don't. Well, I mean, if they call for evacuation, then they might have to take a hurricane day to get all the kids out. Well, it's possible to I, get I, the families, you know, the ability to get out. Right. Um, I think that if obviously, if you're planning on evacuating, you don't care if the schools open. Yeah, or not. you're not waiting for the school to give you permission. <laughs> first of all, may I have your permission to leave school? <laughs> and a lot of it again comes down to where is it going to approach us from? And I didn't want to get into this with Dave because I know he'd get mad at me, and I'm sure he's listening and he's going to be cursing at his phone. Uh, but you know, it's kind of funny that we get Harvey, Irma. Jose and whatever else is spinning out there out of nowhere after 152 months of no serious hurricanes hitting the country. Uh, it's kind of like all the tornadoes that hit in the beginning of Obama's administration. Uh, is it, it, And oh, if you remember Bush, Lord. that was his second term. He was losing the, the support from 9-11, so he had to go in and, you know, good job, Brownie, when, when we had Katrina and all those storms then. I don't know. This is it's kind of hairy to me. It's kind of hinky that uh, you know. I do believe in geoengineering. I do believe in weather weather modification. I, I I just you know, what's going on? Doesn't make sense to me. I know you think I'm crazy, honey, but you know a lot of people think that. Even even Susan, our neighbor there that I had to go deal with earlier, mm-hmm. she thinks the same thing. You know what? This is either to uh, make Trump look good or to try to harm him more. Okay. Uh, just you know, just a thought. Chemtrails are real. Geoengineering's happening, whether you like it or not. <laughs> They've been able to control the weather and steer storms for years and years and years and years and years. Longer than anybody would really believe uh, that they've been able to do that. And that bothers me. That makes me nervous that that could be going on. That's one thought, I guess. It is one thought. My thought. My beliefs. My way of thinking. All right. Uh, so... Got through the nurse thing. Bob, if I, I sent him a message to ring us up, he's not answering on his Skype line. Uh, I don't know what's going on over there. Maybe he's busy. Uh, I know I, he said he wanted to join in for a quick quick little jaunt till we got over to the 7 o'clock and uh, discuss some of the things that are bothering him or that he's been thinking about. Uh, did I get into the Every Bad Apple? Yeah, we got into that. We got everything on the nurse, right? Yeah. Do we think we covered all that I stuff? I think so. Oh, Antifa, Antifa, they're back at it. They're lovely, aren't they? Antifa. Antifa, that's what they're called. I watched, uh, you know, I'm not really a big fan of Alex Jones, but I watched a live stream on Saturday. Uh, I feel like you're getting sucked back into the Alex Jones thing. No, no, trust me, I won't get sucked back into Alex Jones. Mm -hmm. This guy was kind of good. I I like the guy that was doing it. Mm -hmm. Where did that come from? Getting old, my voice is cracking. Is that what happens when you get old? Does your voice crack? I wouldn't know. Why wouldn't you know? (laughs) Because you're not old. (laughs) (laughs) Too funny. Um, They so the live stream was good. It was a protest in uh, Austin. Imagine that Austin didn't get any flooding, so they had some protests going on in Austin against uh, against the removal of Deca, which you know. It was, I guess, DECA is a protection for undocumented 
immigrants to prevent the kids from getting removed. I don't. I don't really even know. I don't pay attention to any of that. I just know that if I was to cross the border into Mexico or another country and not do it properly, um, I would be facing some consequences from that country. Deported. Deported. Put in jail. You know, many a different things. If you, if we, you know, if, if you were to do that, most countries require a whole lot of a whole lot of backing and a whole lot of um, planning to come to the country. We talked about it with you when you went to England. You know, yep. you, know you had to have your your in laws had to say show how they were going to support you in order for you to come. Right. So I mean, it's just the way of the world. If you had gonna, to have backup plans. Oh, yeah, sure, you got a job lined up, but what if that doesn't work out? Then who's going to pay your way? Yeah, you had to. uh, They really wanted to make sure you wouldn't be a burden to society. And that's, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's a good thing. And that's something needed. If you believe in borders, sure. That's that's one way to look at it. Well, I'm not, I don't, you know me. You can't have it both ways, Sean. I think we should be able to roam freely, but unfortunately, uh-huh. at this point in time, when we have the CIA and the U.S. government and other governments across the world working together to cause terrorism, you know, I'd rather us be protected here and make sure that we're we're taking care of it properly. Yeah, you're just really sitting on the fence on that one. I, that's a, I am a fence sitter on that. I'll admit that all the time. I want to have a, I want to be able to just travel wherever, but you know, what are you supposed to do? How how does that? How do you do it, honey? How do you not do really it? sure, but what's going on right now isn't working, is it? No, not at all. It's not working at all. All right, I need a quick moment break. I'm going to try to bo- dial Bob up. It's not going to be a long one. I'm just going to play. I, I, this came across my Facebook, and I found it funny, and it's just a little a little fun segment here for a second. Um, and a lot of you guys have probably seen this, you know, the attention, ATTN. Uh, they do a lot of Facebook videos and stuff like that. They put up this one is. What if online trolls acted like trolls in real life, and how would that be? <laughs> hey, go kill yourself. Jamie? W- uh, no. Jamie, I know that's you. No, you're Jamie. Oh, hey, I'm Grace. I would tap that ass so hard, girl. I send nudes. That's me in France. Oh, and- oh, you're like a six there. Maybe even a seven on a good day. Attention, whore. Oh, I'd still hit that, though. It was a lot of work, but I finally closed that Cooper account. Hashtag humble brag. My first script. Finished. Yay. When women are given the same opportunity. Actually, Sherry, you're wrong. Let me explain. What you have to understand is... I feel like equality is a little bit more complicated than... Oh, and holy it's on a... What you Baby formula? So you don't even care if you kill your baby. You're a terrible mother. I know people like that one. Obesity is becoming a huge problem all I appreciate your earlier work, man, but this new stuff really sucks. Gay. World. A recent study shows that more than two billion people... Your mom was a local, local... Who anything that came along, so she married this... Whole mother of the father of yours? Is that where you get this? Jesus! I don't understand people like you. You're, what a waste of space, mother! I've got trolls like that one right there. Imagine if your internet trolls actually showed their real colors in life. Uh, you know, it's it's just kind of funny. I just need a second there to regain my thoughts. 
the obesity video was, of course, playing in the background as I was trying to do that. Everything okay out there, honey? Yep. All right. Our son's being a pain in the ass tonight. A little bit. What's up with that? Mm. Is he needy? You know what? He's needy because of the hurricane. He's, he's all needy. scared. His friends, parents got him all worked up and just... Yeah, what the hell is up with that? Why would why would you stress your child out and make a big like be scared thing to your child? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you know, I know we I discuss know. things in front of them about what we need to do, how we're going to do it, what this is, what that was. Okay, we're going to worry about this. Here is what we're going to do. Blah blah blah. But at least we had a plan and we weren't scaring them. Well, he's most concerned about you know yeah, his cats. pets. Yeah, <sighs> I, I told him we're not going to leave our pets behind. They'll be okay. Everybody will be safe and okay. Yes, we'll, everybody will be safe and okay. We will definitely try to make sure everybody's together. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Bob must have got tied up with something, or he's having connection issues in the middle of nowhere where he lives. I'm going to try one more time here, Bob. Hopefully you're there, my friend. I want to talk to you. I want to get your hurricane preparedness ideas. Now, Don Pontius has been talking about this stuff on, on his show, SHTF, for years. And he's almost, he's like, I don't even know what to do with this show anymore because nobody's, you know, like, what do we do? How do we keep, I can't keep doing the same thing. One thing that was pointed out is that if you do plan to leave, that it's probably not a good idea to post that on social media to yeah. the world that you won't actually be home. Right. I, I agree. For with an that. extended amount of time. I, yeah, that's smart. I, I definitely agree with that. You shouldn't be, social media can be um, a pain in the ass as much as it can be a help. Um, so, yeah, keep, uh, keep what you're doing to yourself, uh, keep it within your family. I, I have to get gas just to get to work, and all the lines are crazy right now, and I'm hoping I can at least do that. You know what you, do, you, know what you do tonight? After we're done the show, after we eat dinner, when Mikey goes to bed, go up to the 24-hour station up the road here. Yeah, they're all packed. They won't be at 9 maybe, or 10 o'clock at night. Maybe not. Yeah, by then, I would, There's you know. There's people leaving today. I know. Well, good. There were Hopefully. people that I was working with that are leaving today. Good. Get their shit together and go. The less problems we got to worry about here. You know, you know like I said. I'm not ready to to pack everything up and go. I can't. You know, when it comes time, we will be where we need to be to be safe. And that's, you know, the best that we can do at this point. Sometimes you just have to figure it out and deal with it. You know, our insurance will will cover things here. So I'm not really concerned about that. Uh, And as far as, you know, relocating or moving to where we need to, then that's what we do as we figure out how this is happening. You know, like Dave said, he moved, he ran when Charlie was coming and ended up chased by it. Uh, yeah, in, in a worse situation. That's why when you said your mom's or Dave's, I don't want to go not Forto Dave, another Dave. You know, I don't want to head north because when hurricanes come into the state of Florida. Well, no, I want my mom to get out of where she is. Right. The, she's the, right along the bay on the East Coast. And she's surrounded by those big, tall, crazy trees. And that's where it's going to go eventually. And Jose's right behind it going, like I said, Jose's more already turned uh, northern. So it may just turn and go all the way back into out in the Atlantic and not even come in. Uh, I I just, I I don't see that being what happens. I kind of think that it's going to be, it's going to be a hairy couple weeks here, a week and a half, two weeks. and, And hopefully we don't lose all power and we're not sitting here with nothing for a few weeks. But if we are, we are. And we'll deal with it. We'll make it through. We got food. We got water. We got parents or family nearby. Uh, You know, we'll go get some of Salty's chickens. (laughs) Some quail. You know, we'll we'll make it. 
Oh, he's got a lot of work ahead of him. Yeah, he's got to secure all those animals. I know he's been working on it and trying to get them all together and make sure everything's good up in his world there. And like he said, you know, that house has been through a lot of hurricanes and it's held up so far. Yeah, it's 90-something years old. Yeah. And again, where and by the time either direction hurricane gets to him, they've already softened up and they're not as bad as they were. So that's that's a good thing for him being in the, you know, almost the dead center of the state. There it makes a big difference, I guess. It's not in the center of the state, but yeah. Oh, well, he's a lot more in the center of the state than we are. I mean, well, he's further inland, yeah. Yeah, he's not that far off being in the center. The Arcadia's in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I mean, it just literally like in the that, middle of nowhere. It's, it's not in the center of the state. Well, he's an hour from us, and then he's an hour from the other coast. So that's kind of the center of the state. No, he's not an hour from the other coast. Uh, an hour and a half. I'm sorry. He's not quite dead center, but he's right near the center. No. <laughs> you just like to argue with me. I do not. I wish Bob was around. He was like ranting so bad on his... What was his rant that you told me not to go freaking out if I heard it? Well, because he, he honestly thinks it's going to hit Miami. He thinks that's where it's going to go in at, in, in southeast Florida. And, you know, the state is pretty much sea level for the most part, the entire state sea level. Now, I think we're at eight feet, nine feet above sea level here where we're at. Uh, so if it comes into Miami or that area head on at a four or five, it's going to get ugly. It'll be like, um, not tr- uh, what was what was the one that hit in 92? That was uh, Andrew. Andrew came into Miami in 92, 93-ish and did some massive damage. I think that was a four when Andrew hit, but it was a smaller storm as far as girth. Girth? Would that be a way to describe a hurricane? Girth? Kind of like a penis? Big girth? If you wanted to, I guess you could (laughs) use that word. (laughs) At least it's a word this time. You're not making stuff up. Uh, That's right. I try not to make up the words too many. I don't know if you're going to find a weatherman using girth as a... uh, Well, how would you... The the diameter of the storm, how would you describe the the circumvention? The The radius? The radius of the storm, yeah. Would would it be girth? It has a larger radius. Yeah, larger radius, and okay. Andrew. And Andrew, okay, go with that. I think girth sounds better, but okay. that's, hey, that's me. Hey, that's fine, too. I like to use weird, weird words that don't really mean anything. <laughs> but anyway, hopefully Bob's okay. I mean, I don't know. He, he was all gung-ho. I sent him a message. He hasn't responded. So, uh, you know, we got Will coming up here soon. We're going to learn about him. He's from Demand the Truth Radio, or a radio show. I don't know the station he's on. I probably should have known that. But you know me. I don't really research anything. I just spew at my mouth, blabber crazily about weird things like a Syrian rebel defector that says U.S. trained his unit and his unit sold arms to ISIS. Oh, imagine that. I don't think you have the attention span to plan out a show. The attention span of a gnat. You're too all over the place Uh, all the time. And that's normal, though. Tell them. Let them know what life is like with me. My best friend calls him Squirrel Boy. Squirrel! It's true, though. I mean, I, I do have a little bit of a, a spasticness when it comes to trying to stay focused on things. A little just slight. Just a little slight? Problem. A little slight squirrel. Squirrel. Anyway, um, so, yeah, Syrian rebel uh, rebel defector says US, his U.S. trained unit sold arms to ISIS. Did you, did you know about this one, honey? No. 
So I had filler stuff at least. Former fighter from a US vetted Syrian rebel group has claimed that his commander sold American supplied arms to Islamic State. It's just one of many striking claims that he made in an interview with Russia's Rossiya 24 channel who interviewed him after he fled from a US military base. RT's Ruslan Imaev earlier told me more. There's no local support, as the U.S. is not interested in anything except its own interests, such as the Rupkin refugee camp, which also houses those fighters' relatives and Al-Tam civilians. Conditions there are really bad. Children have no place to study, and there is no medical care. Americans only support people who are in their interest. I can tell you that they behave like occupiers. Now, of course, everybody's going to say, well, this is from Russia today, and, you know, they hate us, and, you know, we're about to ready to go to war with Russia, and and North Korea and China, although China did, you know, kind of condemn North Korea for their last rocket test and said, calm down, dumbass, because nobody wants to see a major annihilation of stuff. But this guy saying these things are going on, I mean, who who else has said that we were giving arms to rebels to provide them to ISIS? I, I, couldn't, I couldn't imagine who said that before in the past, over the past... You know, two, three years. Definitely wasn't you. I, no, it wasn't me. I didn't say that. <laughs> never. Those words never came out of my mouth. First of all, it should be pointed out that we cannot independently verify the circumstances under which the interview was recorded. But this former U.S. vetted fighter who apparently fled the Altan military base along with a few dozen rebels describes in a detail how it operated. The American and the Vision operators and instructors working with the rebels and they have been training them how to, to deal, how to operate with all different kinds of weapons. For quite some time, the base itself has been perceived as strategic to the US-led coalition, given its location in Syria's southern areas along with the border with Iraq. The coalition claimed the base was used to fight against Islamic State, but on several occasions, coalition opened fire on the pro-government forces who were approaching the area. Mind you, the military base itself no longer has any direct contact with the ISIL-controlled areas. A few months ago, it was... So anyway, you get the point here. Obviously, we are providing arms to the rebels, or to, the, to ISIS through the rebels. It's the same game that we saw with Obama and Hillary and Benghazi why Stevens had to die because he didn't feel good with running weapons anymore. Rickards and I have talked about that before. I mean, is it is it that hard to believe that things like that go on? No, not at all. So, just like with uh, Osama bin Laden, he was another trained asset for the US government. And then he did 9/11. <laughs> it's just funny. Anyway, Ready for, for for the break, honey? I know you're not going to be rejoining with us, are you? No. no I'm got, sorry. Got stuff to take care of. We got, got shit to do. We got Will Turbot. I'm going to dial him up during the break. Uh, I, I'm still working on how this whole video thing is working. Hopefully, you guys are enjoying uh, watching this as we do it. Uh, I, I'll try to make it better as we move forward. Obviously, technology is, is a rough thing for me sometimes. It tends to... To drive me a little batty. All right, guys, you're listening to First 52 RazRadioLive.com, Radio Free Blood, Radio Chaos, Radio Confluence, uh, Salty Talk Radio, and the D, Disruption Networks. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Just sit tight, guys. Just, just, just do your thing, all right? We'll be there. I love the content. Don't go anywhere. The First 52 will be right back. We all live in different realities. There's no doubt about that. 
They're trying to form a one unified reality. But as we start to look towards what we're trying to actually get to, and that is liberty, freedom, justice for all, um, which is a global cry. We are now knowing it within from all the internet realms that this is a global cry. It doesn't matter if you're in the Netherlands, in Africa, in uh, Peru, or wherever. We're all saying the same thing all over the globe. All over the globe. And so you can't reject anything that comes your way. The universe is trying to speak to you and give you what you need, but you're rejecting it because you think you know what you deserve and what you need, which has all been conditioned and programmed by our culture creators, such as Walt Disney, Monsanto, and everyone else. So the answer to our problem is actually invisible, and it is called synchronicity, but it's an answer that no one can show you. No one can show you. And so now we're asking humanity to have faith in humanity when the Dark Brotherhood is making it so impossible to do so. Because we think all of this is our fault. Because we think all of this is our fault. Because we think all of this is our fault. So we need to find that faith in humanity because listen to all these people that have come out here, every single one of them, a loving, caring, nurturing being that just wants to uplift humanity. Well, that's the majority. Well, that's the majority. Well, that's the majority. The television's telling you the total opposite. Fear those people in a van. Fear, don't go outside. You know, you don't want to be meeting around with people. And that's exactly what you should be doing. And that's exactly what you should be doing. And that's exactly what you should be doing. And the synchronicities will start to unfold, and then you'll actually believe in miracles. Anything that comes your way, go with it, and, and do it to your fullest. You know, that's my message to the world, because it'll guide you to your soul's purpose. And if you let your light shine, you know, to your fullest, when something comes your way, then it'll magnify and become even more than you ever anticipated. And the best thing is, is that everything's better than you could have ever dreamed it. Everything's better than you could have ever dreamed it. Everything's better than you could have ever dreamed it. And I know that's a, a hard message to sell when the BP oil spill, with the uh, volcanoes, with the corruption, with everything that's going down, the police state, you know, all of it. It's hard to tell people to regain their faith in humanity, to forgive the anger that you have for these people that have, have trespassed on you and to just start seeking the new existence. But we have to. That's what we have to do. We're the voice now. We're the voice now. We're the voice now. Being a cat can be damn tedious. People dangling bells and bits of string in your face all the time. Just be a dog. Run around, catch frisbees, pee on a fire hydrant. Life's more rewarding and you get access to lots of treats. Catch Salty Talk Mondays and Wednesdays and every Friday for Salty's weekend warm-up. 
4 p.m. Eastern Time. Add a little salt to your life and be more dog. Yeah. This song is for anybody that told you you couldn't be something. Told you you just weren't good enough. Just underneath that, that bar, that level. This one's for y'all. Yo. You ever wonder about your style and fashion? Ever wonder about changing if you can make it happen? Ever wonder if the sky and earth would clash ends? And ever wonder what lonely feels like with no friends? See, people nowadays take many things for granted. Here today, gone the next, your dog, I can't stand it. Branded, track was a mile, I just ran it. I put it together and eat it up like a sandwich. Rappers take off quick, but don't know how to land it. I'm loving the Spanish shit, and I'll never kick the canvas. Not until I'm dead rich with a rack full of chips and a great goose bottle not here. Take a sip So now I take trips In a bus, no car So if you still search it, homie You won't get far Just hope that you draw And you play the right cards When you're trying to find your path Well, you just under par Said you ever really wonder How you got where you are Then tell me how to feel When you gaze from afar But the money and success Really change who you are Trying to find your path Well, you just under par You ever really wonder How you got where you are Then tell me how to feel When you gaze from afar But the money and success Really change who you are you ever wonder why you act the way you act? Ever wonder if your closest friends really have your back? Ever wonder if you're gonna get your life on track? And ever wonder when we gon' put Springfield on the map? See, I got the blueprint and I know all my math. Take this beat plus me, yo, it equals a dope track. So while you searching for your path, you can't find it in your pad. It takes two to raise a kid, talk about mom and a dad. I can't imagine without them the type of life I have. That's why I work for the future and try to forget my past. Every second, minute, day, year, it comes really fast. I show the people what's hot to get this cold, hard cash. Cause life is like a lake and I'm trying to leave my splash. Give me direction and a time I'll execute my task. At last, I hope I answer the questions you ask. Cause you'll never find the road. You gotta create your own path. Said you ever really wonder how you got where you are? Then tell me how I feel when you gain from afar. But the money and success really change who you are. Trying to find your path when you just under par. You ever really wonder how you got where you are? Then tell me how I feel when you gain from afar. But the money and success really change who you are. Trying to find your path when you just under par. Said you ever really wonder how you got where you are? Then tell me how I feel when you gain from afar. But the money and success really change who you are. Trying to find your path when you just under par. You ever really wonder how you got where you are? Then tell me how I feel when you gain from afar. But the money and success really change who you are. Trying to find your path when you just under par. So if you wonder like I do, where you gonna go? All you gotta do is be the change in your soul. Just let it flow. Betty needs to the flow. And pray to God these blessings you keep getting more. So here we go. These people don't really know where we about to go and how I'm about to blow. And I'ma keep investing and watch this money grow. Even though the dollar's the root of all evil, bro. Said you ever really wonder how you got where you are? Then tell me how to feel when you gaze from afar. But the money and success really change. Who you are, trying to find your path, but you just under par. You ever really wonder how you got where you are? Then tell me how I feel when you gaze from afar. But the money and success really change who you are. Trying to find your path, but you just under par.
South have been fucking insane. Kick-ass tornadoes in the Midwest. And it used to be in the Midwest when you had a tornado. Like, Everybody get in the root cellar. Not anymore. Two fuckers are like, get a video camera, get outside. <laughs> Film it, Bobby. How's the tornado? It just blew my pants off. Keep shooting. Fucking I. You know the difference between a tornado and divorce in the South? Nothing. Someone's losing the trailer, number one. <laughs> like, mmm. God damn. The hurricanes have been getting bigger and fucking bigger, and they usually give them names that don't really inspire fear. Like, Hurricane Terrence does not inspire fear. This sounds like a slightly gay hurricane. Where are you going? I might go to Boca, I might go to South Beach, I don't know. All I know is blowing is involved. Yes! And... They should name the hurricanes after the people it's going to be fucking with. If it's going to Texas, Hurricane Billy Ray. Come on now. What are you going to do? Fuck shit up. That's what goes on. If it's off the coast of Miami, Hurricane Bernie. Hello? He took our 401k. The gun is coming back for the house. Move out. Let's fucking go. And when they named a hurricane, Hurricane Ike, I went, finally, they have the balls to name a hurricane after a crack-smoking, wife-beating motherfucker. Yeah! Even Tina Turner would go, you better get your shit and get out of the house. Because Ike never does anything nice and easy, never. And the hurricanes are getting so big that even the guy on the Weather Channel is freaked out. He's going, okay, let's go to our new hurricane weather map. Fuck! This is Hurricane Siobhan. The map is the entire south. The asshole in the middle is Dallas. Um... Crazy! Back to you, Ted. I just shit myself. I'm through standing in line. The clubs will never get in. It's like the bottom of the ninth, and I'm never gonna win this. Life hasn't done out quite the way I want it to be. Tell me what you want. I want a brand new house. All right, guys. Welcome back to the first 52. RazRadioLive.com. Radio Free Blood. Radio Chaos. Radio Confluence. Salty Talk Radio and the D, Disruption Networks. And don't forget, we are live streaming video on YouTube, Twitch, Ustream, and Periscope. I mean, where else can you can you find all this information? It is still June, or June. It's still June. Yes, it's June. No, it is September 5th, 2017. I had to throw a little comedy in there about the hurricanes. You know, you got to have a light heart as you're trying to deal with stuff. And sometimes it's just... It's just easier to laugh because you don't know what to do yet. And that's kind of like you heard Lexi and I talking earlier. We just don't know what to do yet. We don't know where to go. We don't know what we need to do. We don't know the best way to handle it. But we'll be okay. We got it, my friend. As I promised, you know, we got a new interview. I love new interviews because I like to probe people, figure out what they're about, uh, figure out why they're doing what they do. And that's how we're going to start with Will here. I'll bring you up in a second, Will. Just sit tight. But Will Til- Til- Turbit, Oof, I knew I'd get it right eventually, demand the truth. Uh, Will, are you over there, brother? How you doing? I'm doing well. How about you? Thanks for having me on. Excellent, man. You know, I appreciate you joining us. Uh, you and I have been going back and forth for a while on the uh, the internets there, uh, just discussing things and trying to figure out how things are in life in general. Uh, so I-, I like to bring new people on and promote what they're doing. First of all, uh, demand the truth. Uh, what station are you over on? You guys can find uh, myself and all the past casts on 990wbob.com. Another and just search 
man the truth under the category and it's all there for you all the episodes another internet station which is a great thing the internet is the way of the future terrestrial radio is very rapidly dying uh it's unfortunate but you know it's the way of the world and it's, it's the way things are going Absolutely, yeah. As new technology advances, I mean, there's only a certain spectrum that you can uh, reach with, you know, terrestrial radio, as you noted. And I mean, even myself, I've been an activist for about 11 years now. And, you know, with the birth of the Internet, Facebook, Twitter and YouTube, I mean, I have people that follow my work as far as Pakistan and Thailand and all over the place. And you could never do that with traditional radio. So the Internet is quite the blessing for people like yourself and me. Yeah, it really is. You know, I've been doing the this, this show here for about five years. Uh, I started uh, 2012 is when we started up Raz Radio here. I did a few shows prior to that with some other people at other places. Uh, I've been paying attention since about 2008 when my youngest son was born. Uh, and I'll be honest, I tell everybody this, and the, the election of Obama. Uh, that, that really got me into... Paying more attention to the world around us, uh, I was prior service. Um, I was in the Army for a while. I was an EMT when I was younger. I'm 42, almost 43 years old now. I'm a grandfather of one. And uh, it really makes you want to pay more attention and really dive into what's going on. That's, that's what got me started. Um, my father was in terrestrial radio all my life. He was a, a DJ in Philadelphia uh, when I was growing up, oldies DJ, just doing music. He never really got into talk. Um, but it really spun me into in, into where I am today. I really think that that helped me a lot. What what made you get into where you're sitting today? Well, I've always been an individual that's somebody that's very curious about things. I think all human beings are innately curious. But then we, when we go to school, we kind of lose that. I've always been someone that's curious, uh, and I guess... Combine that with my with my empathy. When around 2005, 2006, when I started really sifting through what occurred on 9/11, and I saw people choosing to either jump to their deaths or burn alive, and then I saw the little Iraqi children, the girls with their jaws blown off, and they, they threw babies out of the incubators. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, when you see the real, when you see the real carnage, not the fake manufactured carnage, like the the first Gulf War '91, like you're referring to, right? Uh, it definitely pulls at your heartstrings that you know this amount of Americans and this amount of Middle Easterns have died over over this huge lie, 9/11. And then when I saw that, and then when I made sure I researched every counterpoint. And I finally came to the to the thoughtful decision that 9-11 at bare minimum was what the government told us. I knew from that point forward that I had a responsibility to do to do something about it. I mean, these people, 70 percent of of the victims families questions were never answered. And, you know, how would you feel if someone murdered someone that you loved and you didn't have any answers? I mean, it's just the, the biggest atrocity. And it's led to so many deaths, let alone the current state of the world today. So 9-11 was, was definitely the event that triggered me into action. So, so uh, you, you kind of started up early, uh, 05, 06, you said, uh, which is about when the, the 9-11 truth movement was really uh, starting to build up steam. And I'll be honest, at that point in time in my life, I hated you guys. Hated every single one of you guys. I thought you were all crazy. I was a Bush supporter. Um, and now I'm probably 10 times worse than anybody I ever hated. 
<laughs> so it's amazing how that can, you know, you can flip flop on those kinds of things. Definitely, yeah, and that's the great thing about the the true truth movement is you have to keep an open mind because, you know, stuff that you and I get into, the truth is stranger than fiction. You know, I couldn't have written down, I couldn't have came up with my own mind that, hey, do you know there's a bizarre secret society called Bohemian Grove where our presidents dress up like KKK members and with torches and they do a mock human sacrifice in front of this big owl? I mean, I couldn't even have made that up. So when you get into this stuff, you have to really keep an open mind. But at the same time, too, there's a lot of garbage out there, and they'll tell you, oh, Rihanna's an Illuminati queen, you know. So you have to be a very discerning person because just because you get into the truth movement doesn't mean that you can't keep that open mind and keep that sharp, discerning mind. And it doesn't mean everything we believe is actual truth. I mean, I've, I've backed up on some things before in the past. Uh, you know, I'm a big... I'm a big 9-11 was an inside job type guy. I, I, I don't get in the Illuminati as much. And I do believe that there is that kind of group. Uh, not, not saying it isn't there, but I, you lose a lot of people when you start running too far down that track, you know. I agree totally. I think you have to be as uh, – I, I tried – I didn't even actually use the term Illuminati on my show until like 20 or 30 episodes in, and that was only to describe the fact that, yes, there was an actual historical organization called the Illuminati that existed from 1776 till 1790, uh, they say 1793, but George Washington wrote about them as far late as 1798. I tried to come at it from a different way because I think when, like exactly like you said, when you talk about Illuminati and demons and, and UFOs and stuff like that, you, you, you definitely lose people. I'm not saying any of that, like you said, isn't factual or isn't true. I think you have to give people the completely verifiable, 100% documented information. And if you do it that way, then, you know, that's the way you're going to get people to listen to what you're saying. I agree with you on that. And unfortunately, though, a lot of times you can go with verifiable information. You can go with with, you know, hey, where's this plane at? What happened to this plane on, at, at the Pentagon? Why don't we see a video from 87 videos? We don't have one video of this plane hitting it. And they still won't buy it. They still won't buy into the, the fact that there's something to question. And that's very disheartening. I, I mean, I've, I've had issues. Just that is one example uh, of something that is so uh, just right in your face obvious uh, that people won't by police brutality you know that's another one of those things where we see with this nurse we were talking about this earlier in the show um nurse warble out in uh, uh, utah it's it, if you don't see a, a, an overreach of power if you don't see a man pissed off because you won't follow his illegal rule then you've got a problem yeah and i think a lot of that derives from the lack of empathy that has been put into humanity. I think that through society over time, whether it be the media or Hollywood or just the vast amount of chemicals that we're subjected to on a daily basis, whether it be let alone the fluoride in the water, all the other chemicals that are in there, mix that with the GMO foods, mix that with what they're spraying in the atmosphere, mix that with your deodorant, mix that with your vaccines, mix that with an education system that has been bought and paid for by Cecil Rhodes and Milner and the Milner kindergarten for a very long time. And that breeds an apathetic lack of empathy society. And that's what these people are banking on. And I think that it goes to what you were saying at the beginning of the show is 
you know, you really got to just take a step back and like get involved with your neighbors, actually love people because I mean, I always want to be about me and potatoes, but I mean, they want us to not have any empathy. And if we don't have any empathy, then no one's going to take action. We have to start feeling bad for the other people that are living off $2 a day or living in a war zone or living in North Korea or living in Somalia or one of these places or Venezuela where they're breaking into zoos to eat horses. And that was months ago. So here in the United States, we have to have the empathy. Even if, even if we're poor in the United States, wherever you are watching this, even if you are poor, you still have the means to speak out. You still have freedom of speech. You can start a YouTube channel. You can share memes, whatever it is. But we have to develop that empathy in order to see the problem. And I think it's been a calculated move for us to lose our empathy. I would agree with that. You know, you mentioned Venezuela. You know, a lot of what's going on in Venezuela, um, I would have to, to, to honestly believe that that was another nation's building move. I think that was a, a CIA uh, involved activity there that is called, you know, we, we sit here and we listen to, to the news scream about, oh, well, the Russians did it, the Russians did it. How many elections, how many countries have we um, stuck our nose into and, and affected their elections or removed their leaders because we didn't like them? You know, so it's like calling the, the pot calling the kettle black when we stand up and go, oh, the Russians affected our election. Well, you know what? Maybe we deserved it. And uh, the ultimate hypocrisy on that, too, is part of the thing that they allege that the Russians were doing was influencing us in, this, in the CIA document, was influencing us through media, uh, including Russia Today and Sputnik. If you look at the actual document, that's, they said they were influencing us. Yet at this very same time, when our media was calling out the Russians for influencing our elections, there was a widely publicized video of Obama promoting Macron, Emmanuel Macron, uh, the president of France, who was a Rothschild banker and also went to the Bilderberg meeting two years before he became uh, the head of France, much like Angela Merkel, Tony Blair, Obama, and Bill Clinton. But these people were, Obama was actually openly rallying and calling him and doing commercials for him at the same time when they were saying Russia did the same thing and it was wrong. And like you said, we had countless examples of us interfering in other foreign elections. NPR, the mouthpiece of the government themselves, has talked about dozens of times. They have an article where they talk about dozens of times that we went in and interfered with foreign elections. And that didn't involve or sorry, that didn't include coups or assassinations. So it's exactly right. It's the pot calling the kettle black. And at the very same time as we're calling Russia out, we're doing the same exact thing in France. It's, it's the height of hypocrisy. Oh, we're doing the same thing in France. We're doing the same thing in Syria. We did the same thing in Iraq. We want to do the same thing in the Africas. I mean, we have a history of doing it over the past. I mean, we did it in, in Italy back in the 40s. We did it with Iran in the, thir in the 40s and 50s. I mean, do we need to continue to list all the times we've done it? It's frustrating. It makes you angry. That's one of the things that you, you, I don't know if you notice with my show. We try to, we, we throw a little comedy in. We try to be a little laid back. We try to share important information, but not allow it to, to just drive us batty. Yeah, sometimes it, cause it does. I mean, you have to sometimes unwind. I'm a person that I, I in, I'm entirely immersed in this. I mean, in my free time, I research things, I watch documentaries, I read books. This is something that I'm interested in, as well as having, you know, extreme empathy for the people that are suffering right now. 
and you do need to take time back. I remember a few months ago doing some episodes with uh, Press Reset Earth, a, a huge YouTube channel has got, you know, tons of subscribers, several uh, videos, over a million views. He came on my show, and we were talking about breaking down the actual facts of the Pizzagate and pedophilia that have occurred even before that. And I literally got sick to my stomach for about 45 minutes after the show. I had to curl up in, like, the fetal position on my bed thinking about these sick, disgusting people. And you need to relax and unwind and, uh, and, and be a little bit jovial about it because otherwise it will drive you insane. This information is crazy. Yeah, my wife, I mean, we got to a point where she was like, you know, before, before I started doing the show, you know, when I first uh, uh, came awakened to what was going on, like I said, it was about 08. Uh, mid-08, early-09, uh, right after Obama's election. And, and uh, Jones, who I don't I don't really follow him anymore, but Alex Jones had just put out the Obama deception. And I pulled a conspiracy theory. You ever see the movie Conspiracy Theory with Mel Gibson? I have not, no. Oh, my gosh. You have to watch that, Will. Uh, I know. It's on my list. I haven't watched it. Yeah, i got to check that out. You definitely got to check that one out. And I pulled what, what I call a Will Gibson or a, a conspiracy theory movie, uh, move because I got a legal pad, a yellow legal pad, this huge pad, and I, I watched the Obama deception for about four days straight. And I sat in bed and I wrote notes and I filled this legal pad up, a yellow, you know, full legal pad with questions and, and thoughts and what I was reading. And I just, I drove my wife batty, and that's why we, I started doing radio, is because I had to. To get it out in another way, where I, I didn't, I wasn't throwing it in everybody's face in, in the middle of the uh, the grocery store or everybody I worked with. Um, I kind of used this as my my way of uh, of getting out the stress that you build up when you research these things. Um, how long have you been doing your show? I've been doing my show for almost a year now. In another couple of weeks, it'll be a full year. All right, great. So you you went you went from being a, a political activist or, you know, starting to pay attention in 05, 06, what did you do? Were you a streets guy? Were you in the streets? Because I was never that guy because I'm too old for that anymore. Uh, but is that where you kind of started at? Well, basically, I mean, I started out kind of like you. I mean, when I started finding out this information, I would tell anybody, and I still will, I, th I still think it's a great way to convey the information, telling people in person and random people or or just in general, family and friends. I mean, some of my family and friends I've given up on, but, you know, new people I'll always introduce that to. But uh, it kind of started out the same way where I was, people were around, you know, 05, 06, and I was kind of figuring out the information and trying to digest it the best I could, and even into the beginning of 07. And then 07, 08, I just was telling everybody and anyone that would listen, and who, even people that wouldn't listen, and then everyone was like, wow, Will, that's, that's great. What are you doing about it? Great. Well, well, what are you doing about it? And I was like, well, you're right. What am I doing about it? So uh, I met up with a friend. We started researching a lot. Just like you said, you know, we started uh, putting files up on our computers, um, lists, nates, names, groups, organizations. We started doing research on a couple core topics and uh, we did reports on them. We wrote articles on them. Uh, at the same time, we were in the streets, too. And uh, I would go to New York a lot. I would go down to Ground Zero. Uh, several years ago, I met uh, Luke from We Are Change down there protesting with the guy that helped me build my initial website. And from that time, I've just tried to go any and every avenue possible. I've tried to uh, find out local groups. You know, when Occupy started out, I tried to not only build with the people from the local Occupy movement, but also 
that was the first time on Twitter where I realized, hey, I can look up anybody. I'm here in Providence, Rhode Island, capital of Rhode Island, and I realized I could look up, hey, anybody that was Occupy Providence, look them up with a hashtag. So then I realized anybody that was anonymous Rhode Island, I could look them up, or anonymous Providence, or Tea Party, or whatever it was. And so then I started building contacts that way, started organizing my own protests and rallies, and uh, I just have kept that up since. And then uh, you mentioned Alex Jones earlier. One of Alex Jones' reporters, a guy named Dan Badandi, um, he's actually here from Rhode Island, too. And uh, 2011, we both hold a 9-11 rally. And again, anybody watching this or listening to this, if you're in reach of Providence, Rhode Island, every year at the State House, we're holding a rally for 9-11 Truth to get those unanswered questions. And uh, 2011, Dan Badandi, he messaged me saying I'm having an event that same day. And uh, since then, I've uh, tagged along with him when he's went to investigate the Navy Yard shooter or uh, Sandy Hook. I slept along with him at the Sandy Hook Freedom of Information hearings, and uh, he already had a radio show from before he went on to InfoWars. There was an opening here, and uh, and he got me in on the radio here, so that's kind of like the long story short. Excellent. Well, that, that's, a, you know, that's it's amazing how you end up in these things. I kind of had the same similar type of situation. I started working with a guy named Scott Ledger who did uh, um, Dangerous Conversation, I work with some of the Bubble Army. I don't know if you ever heard of Bubble Love Sponge or Bubble Army at all. Um, but I work with some of the guys over there, and I it, it's kind of what led me into doing my own show. Uh, just, again, he, he was more of a, a synchronistic type person, and he, he, he wanted people to have fun but still know the information. And that's what spun me into calming down a little bit and realizing, you know what, this doesn't have to be angry screaming at people listen to me listen to me listen to me you know if you do it in a different manner it definitely brings you uh, more attention uh so that's kind of what led me down that path what is uh, uh we're talking to will turbot right is that am i saying it right yeah will turbot you're right will turbot uh demand the truth radio um what is your main how do I phrase this? What what is what is really at, at the front of your list right now? As far as what the front of my list is, is I'd say there's two things. One, obviously, nine eleven is uh, approaching again next week, the anniversary of that, and I really think that nine eleven, besides being just the thing that woke me up and a lot of people up, is really the progenitor of everything that's occurring in the world today. I mean, if you take the the TSA molesting old women and children at the airport, or if you take a look at our foreign policy in the Middle East, or if you take a look at the Patriot Act, or, you know, I mean, just alone, my number one thing is is 9-11, because we're here in an intergenerational war in Afghanistan. We've been in Afghanistan longer than Vietnam. Where are the hippies protesting? Where are the Black Panthers? Where are the white college students protesting? They're nowhere. Everyone's in front of their screens and playing Xbox. So 9-11 is one, and I'd also say that... Uh, artificial intelligence and what's going on with that. I'm sure you've you caught today Putin talking about whoever controls artificial intelligence will control the world in the future. And uh, it's just crazy that we're living in this world where we're hearing world leaders and Elon Musk and Stephen Hawking and Steve Wozniak talking about we have to be proactive and not reactive. Uh, and, you know, it's the stuff that you and I grew up watching, Matrix and Terminator, <laughs> We're actually starting to see that unfold before our very eyes. It's, it's, it's bizarre. And if you mention that, if you mention this, that to somebody who might support the zeitgeist movement or 
what's that other one that goes along with that? Uh, I can't even remember what it's called. I've got a buddy that that is kind of into that, and he's like, "Well, you can't you can't let those movies fear you of the technology. You know, we need this technology so we can just be paid and we don't have to work anymore." And I'm like, "No, that's not how society works, though. If if the and I guess it could if if uh, there wasn't a profit to be made by the big bankers and by by the people developing these things." And I kind of responded that way to him. But there's actually people out there that that want this AI growth to take the job so that we don't have to work and we'll just mysteriously have money appear in our pockets yeah actually just two days ago there was another article i forget where it's from but it was in the mainstream i'm sure anyone listening or watching could just google it talking about uh basic universal income would be a good thing and these people now with the rise of robotics and artificial intelligence they want that they want to take our jobs away they want to take our power away and that's fine if we like you said if we had a benevolent leadership that was a just king or something like that, then this would be all absolutely fine. But we don't have that and we never have had that. And unfortunately, human beings are flawed and people want power. People are greedy. And, you know, with this technology just means more power and control. And, you know, God forbid somebody like a Kim Jong-il or, you know, somebody in the deep state or some crazy Middle Eastern dictator gets their hands on some of this, you know, robotics or, or AI because it's just going to be just as dangerous as nuclear weapons. Has there, has there ever been a just king, though? I mean, let's be honest here. If you have all power, do you really feel a reason to to be you know nice to your people that are just going to bow down to you no matter what? Well, I don't think we've ever seen that. And reminds me of a couple quotes, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And then even if you believe in the Bible, I mean, even the... The best people in the Bible, King David and King Solomon, were severely flawed people. So I don't think we have seen a just king, and I don't think um, shedding some type of, you know, huge rise in human evolution that we will anytime soon. But uh, and that's why, like you said, the Zeitgeist movement was great because it did uh, wake a lot of people up to questioning standardized religion, uh, questioning the Federal Reserve in 9/11. And I think that was good. But I think where you get it right is at the end point they just want to put us into a one world socialist technological government and i just don't think that's that's feasible until human beings just like i don't think socialism is feasible right now or even perfect anarchy is feasible right now is because human beings are flawed and that's why uh, a constitutional republic and capitalism is the best worst case thing that we have right now i would agree with that. are you a religious man I am not a religious man. I do believe that there is a God. Uh, I don't. I don't have the details figured out on that. There are certain things I can tell you without a doubt. I can tell you 9/11 wasn't the way it happened. I can tell you the Federal Reserve is corrupt and legal and unconstitutional. I can tell you that there is a Bilderberg Group. I've been there. I've watched them go in, and they they have plotted world events and do collude to conspire uh, world events. But uh, as far as things as religion or you know ancient aliens or ancient megalithic strikes or is the world round is the world flat i don't think i I could ever say for sure barring some type of spiritual experience well that's good i mean i'm not i'm I'm, i consider myself myself agnostic um i don't go as far as saying i'm an atheist but i i'm agnostic i believe there is something beyond this i believe that there is uh, somebody made us, whether it was aliens, whether it was a sentient being, or what, I don't know what it was. Um, we are here. There is something beyond this life, uh, and that's about where I keep it. I think religion, 
was a, a developed uh, control system uh, that has allowed itself to just grow beyond where it should be. Yeah, I agree. And it's something that's also a coping mechanism for a lot of people that have difficulty dealing with, with this crazy world. And, and things haven't changed that much in certain ways from the dark ages. We still have the feudalism. We still have the oppressive church. People are leaving the, uh, the churches in, in groves and in, in leaps and bounds. Uh, and I do think that people are finding spirituality elsewhere. But uh, the church is still a very prominent thing. The, the, it doesn't look like the Vatican and all their hordes of wealth are going anywhere anytime soon. Well, unfortunately, that that that. Well, I don't know. Maybe soon. I it it's it's stupid. I, I just again, I, religion was originally developed to control the stupidity or the stupid people, in my opinion. Um, to to even believe half of what uh, is is disseminated to us in the Bible or in whatever religious book you're reading, I mean, you, you have to believe in science fiction. Then I mean, most of this stuff is crazy to think. Um, and I don't want to put anybody down. And I, again, I don't, I just, I had to ask a question cause you kind of touched on it briefly. And I don't, if you want to be religious, I am all for it. Go be religious. Uh, just don't force it on me. Don't think I'm different because I don't believe in what you believe in. And that's unfortunately religion, uh, throughout history has caused, you know, 80% of the problems we see. Yeah, unfortunately, and it's only been supplanted this last couple hundred or 150 years by the rise of national governments, and it's not even necessarily the governments themselves, it's the people behind the governments or the types of governments. I mean, if you look at socialism and communism, uh, they've murdered more people than, than you know, religion the last century, but it's only the last century, the century and a half, that governments have now outpaced. But you're absolutely right, religion has murdered more people than anybody combined in the history of this earth. And... Uh, it's ironic because all religions, for the most part, at least they claim to preach peace, love, and tolerance, yet all the history of this world is nothing more than different religious sects going to battle against one each other, one another over supposedly the same God, and uh, it's their land, it's their God, and God loves them more. So it's a very sad thing to see it occurring still in the Middle East. It's such a sad thing to see the conflict in Israel and Palestine oh. right now and the different sects of um, Muslims, the Sunnis and the Shiites fighting each other over ever, forever, you know, and it, it's, a, it's a really sad thing to see because these people are so fiercely indoctrinated into religion, and there's certain religions that you're not even allowed to question that religion. Now, like you just said, I have no problem, if you're a Christian, a Buddhist, a Muslim, that's absolutely fine, and I, I agree with your right to to uh, to worship that way, but once but you have to allow yourself to question that religion. Otherwise, it's a cult. Any true God would allow you to question, and He would want you to question the scriptures, whether it be from Muslim or Christianity or anything else. He would want you to question the scripture and say, "Hmm, what does this mean? What does this mean to me?" So if you can't even question that religion, that is the ultimate indoctrination. That is the ultimate mind control. Like I said, I have no problem with people worshiping God in whatever way they want, as long as they're uh, you know, not hurting anybody or, or uh, doing anything terrible to children, but uh, at the same time... Unfortunately, that's really what goes on in, in, you know, that one religion, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the big problem, unfortunately, because as you just saw uh, about a month ago now, you know, a very close aide to the Pope, one of the Pope's best friends, yet again got caught up in pedophilia and then 
I know you got the UK pedophile scandal and then all the pedophile scandals that goes on. The Hollywood pedophile scandal. I mean, there's so many different ones you can go down. Um, As we're talking about religion, you know, there's something I've always... I've always looked at, and Zionism comes up. A lot of people talk about the Zionist. And, and once you say that word, everybody thinks you're anti-Jew. Immediately, you're, you're anti-Jew, you hate the Jews, you want all the Jews to die, you're a Nazi, blah, 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 blah. Uh, most people don't realize that Zionism is more of a parasite that absorbs all religions. At least that's the way I see it. Uh, you'll see uh, Bush you know, talking about, oh, God will, God will protect us. But that, he's talking about a Zionistic God. He's talking about a different God than what you think he's talking about, again, in my opinion. Yeah, as far as Zionism goes, I do think that, first of all, you're absolutely right. Zionism is something completely different from uh, Israelites, people that live in Israel. Um, and it's it's basically like a neocon or a liberal. It's a, it's a thought process. It's an ideology. There's even... Christian Zionist, so it's an actual thing. It's not a derogatory term. Uh, but again, getting back to, and, and the, the people that create Zionism are the Rothschilds, but you also see not the Rothschilds' name not just pop up in Zionism, but you'll see it pop up in uh, Milner's Kindergarten and Cecil Rhodes, and you'll have it popping up on Wills um, for other famous people in the British Empire and the creation of things like the Royal Institute of International Affairs. So, in my estimation, Zionism is just a yet another prong of a multi-pronged approach where, I mean, I can't even count how many prongs are on this thing because it's not just Zionism, in my opinion, and I don't have this all figured out, but I think in my estimation what I've come to so so far is Zionism is one of the larger sects out there, but it works in collusion with many of the other sects, whether it be the Bilderberg Group, the Vatican, or you know the Club of Rome, or any of these large uh, governmental and non-governmental bodies, the, the Trilateral Commission and the such. So I think there's a, a number of governmental, non-governmental think tanks and, and private and public meetings that all work together, but yet they all have the common thing in, in hand, which is people, like you said, the Rothschilds, the Rockefeller family, and the large industrial families um, of the world. Yeah, Will Tur- Turbit. 990wbob.com demand the truth uh you know you can hear your show is mondays yeah mondays at 7 p.m eastern and anybody can check out all of our old episodes we've got we had a lot of awesome guests on our show um but you can go to 990wbob.com and uh, check out the past cast there and uh, the whole section demand the truth you can go through we almost have 50 episodes now and we have a lot of diverse thinkers on there, too. It's not just one-minded. So. Yeah, and that's the best way to do it. You know, I try to do the same thing. I mean, I've had – I don't know if you ever heard of Brad Friedman. I've had him on hundreds of times. He's a, he's a, he's a fun liberal to play with. Um, you know, it, it, and you've got to bring on different people, uh, and that's a good thing to do because you can't just – it's not about just spout, spouting out what, what we believe in. It's about having a conversation in order to enlighten people so people can – can grow and, and move forward. And the unfortunate thing about that is, as we grow in an increasingly polarized world, I'm not a, I'm not having those conversations as much. I've opened up the door to anybody. I actually posted it on Facebook just yesterday, and I've had this as an outstanding challenge to anybody that wants to debate me on any of the claims that I've ever made to come on either on air or in person or wherever and debate me on the facts. And now nobody wants to do it. Nobody will debate me on the facts. People will troll me. People will do this and that. But nobody, whether they be, you know, some 17-year-old 
troll kid on the internet to a 55-year-old professor, they won't have that. And now it's gotten even worse because the left, people on the left will only find the information that suits them and the people on the right will only find the information that suits them and they won't even listen to each other. And it's so important what you just said, we need to have these conversations. But now where we're going with the lack of free speech and the polarization of America, we're, we're not allowed to have these conversations and we're not having those conversations. You know, it's great you bring that up because the next subject I wanted to get into, I wanted to see what your thought was with anti-fuck and the Nazis. Uh, you know, I call them anti-fuck because I think it's it's another controlled um, government agency or at least or at least Soros funded group. I think the Nazis are yet again another part of of the government funding or, or COINTELPRO, shall we say. Uh, I, I like to refer, refer to movies a lot of the time. And if you go to Winter Soldier, the uh, Avengers Winter Soldier, where they talk about how the Nazis never really went away. They were just absorbed into this government. There's a great documentary out there. Uh, I don't think it's 100% accurate, but it's called 9-11, or JFK to 9-11. It's all a rich man's trick. And it gets into how the Nazis were absorbed. They never went away. They they weren't they didn't they weren't defeated. They just had to be quieted and put to another direction. Uh, so, what's your thought on that idea? Well, just to start off with the Nazis, you're absolutely correct. It's something called Operation Paperclip, yep. where the United States absorbed thousands of high level Nazis and basically didn't care about their war crimes. And not only did they help create the CIA, which is the people that, like you said. Um, the CIA and the FBI, which uh, the FBI created COINTELPRO, but they also created NASA. Werner von Braun was a famous Russian rocket scientist, uh, pardon me, German rocket scientist that helped NASA get its uh, pun intended lift. And what you've seen is the Nazis taking over. And from that time, it's been an in, uh, in, up, interrupted strain of Nazis rolling since then because you have Prescott Bush and his Union Banking Corporation, which got shut down under World War II for help financing the Nazis. Then you have IBM. Ford. Then you have Coca-Cola. Yeah, exactly. Then you have Coca-Cola. They couldn't sell Coke to, to uh, Germans, so they created orange soda. Um, they created Fanta, so they could sell it to, to, uh, to Germans. And then you had the Rockefellers and General Electric helping these people. So the people that are telling the people that are Nazis are the actual Nazis themselves. And as far as Antifa is concerned, uh, I had my first live brushing with Antifa during the inauguration. I was down in D.C. covering that. And uh, I was there on the streets with uh, Dabu7 and people from iCitizen News, as well as Press Reset Earth. And uh, I, saw the, I saw the limousines on fire. I, uh, I saw my friends and buddies getting tear gassed. And uh, I saw the crazy stuff that's going on in the streets. And it's so ironic. And I know everyone out there has seen the memes, but... These people are out there being violent and protest. They're not. They don't. They won't talk to you, which is the idea of a protest. You're, even if you don't want to talk to somebody, you should have like a list of demands, something like that. They won't engage in conversation. They're just violent. I do suspect also that Antifa. Uh, I mean, they do get some money from George Soros, and on top of that, these people are the utmost hypocrites because they're they're saying that we hate capitalism while they're drinking their Starbucks, and then. Then they destroy the Starbucks, and then they film it on video with their iPhones that was made in the capitalist world. So they're the, the height of hypocrisy. I don't think they have an intellectual leg to stand on, and I don't think the Nazis do either. I think this was one of those things that the media 
whipped up because the the clan's been there for a long time. Nazis have been here for a long time. Like you said, they've been here since the beginning. We took in the Nazis. Uh, and Antifa is a modern new thing over the last couple of years that's been created uh, as a point and counterpoint to that. And they want us divided and conquered so we're not busy questioning what they're up to. Demand the Truth, 990WBOB.com is where you can find Will's show uh, and other shows there. I, I haven't gotten to check out any of the other shows over there, but they've got a pretty big, uh, pretty pretty large uh, set of shows over there. So I suggest you guys check it out if you've got nothing going on. Uh, Will, I really like your, your thought pattern. I think we are about on the same track with a lot of things. Um, Something I've got to bring up because I always bring it up. My my, neither one of my co-hosts are sitting in with us tonight. My wife is kind of taking. She's one of my co-hosts. She's taking care of some stuff here. We got. I mean, we do have a category five coming at us right now. Uh, my yeah. other my other co-host is in Guatemala. He moved there in May. Uh, he was one of the people that said, "You know what? I'm tired of dealing with the U.S. I need something different. I don't want to do this." Uh, so he he worked for many years. And he stood up and did what he said. He said he was going to leave the States. Uh, he moved to Guatemala in May. He's working on his citizenship there. Uh, he's not going to eliminate his citizenship here. Uh, but you know what? Somebody taking action uh, with what they believe, and that's something that you should be, you should be proud of. Uh, but but Fortoed, I call him Fortoed. That's a long story. I'll explain it to you one day. Um, he, uh, he, he doesn't believe in geoengineering. He doesn't believe in chemtrails. He doesn't believe that the government would have any reason or, or want to control the weather, even though we know that we did it in Vietnam, uh, even though we know that we have the document owning the weather by 2025, even though we know that Harvard is starting to, Harvard is starting to study geoengineering, which I just think is the lead up to admitting there's chemtrails. What is your thought on geoengineering, chemtrailing, uh, weather modification? Well, I think, like you said, it's an absolute fact. It's been going as far back as at least the Vietnam War. There's several patterns, uh, patents, excuse me, for weather modification on the books in several countries. Uh, and atop from that, uh, as far as the chemtrailing goes, there are conferences on geoengineering. So that in itself tells you that there is a thing called geoengineering. A simple Google search will show you a lot about geoengineering. As a matter of fact, I received notifications on my phone whenever something with geoengineering comes up. And I'm not sure if it was Brennan, but it was a former head of the CIA. You guys can YouTube this and pull it up. Um, form, just type in former head of the CIA admits chemtrails, and you'll see him there on video admitting chemtrails and geoengineering. Uh, and then there's the classic clip of Al Gore talking about it on The Ellen Show, which anybody can just YouTube. So uh, it's really not a matter of debate whether how extensive this is and to what degree the program is being enacted is obviously a matter of debate because we don't have the specifics on that. Congress didn't come up and say, hey, we're going to be spraying things into the atmosphere and modifying the weather. What do you guys think about this? How should we do this? No, they didn't do that. They're doing that in secret. But just the fact in itself that there are conferences on geoengineering proves that there is, in fact, geoengineering. Another example is the array of technologies, often referred to collectively as geoengineering, that potentially could help reverse the warming effects of global climate change. One that has gained my personal attention is stratospheric aerosol injection, or SAI, a method of seeding the stratosphere with particles that can help reflect the sun's heat in much the same way that volcanic eruptions do. An SAI program could limit global temperature increases, 
reducing some risks associated with higher temperatures and providing the world economy additional time to transition from fossil fuels. Just wanted to, to back up what Will was talking about there. He's talking to the Council on Foreign Relations, which uh, is a whole other subject of its own. Uh, but I honestly believe once Harvard announced, I think it was like two or three months ago, uh, Harvard announced that they were going to start uh, researching geoengineering. I think that is when they're getting ready to finally put it out to the public that, oh, yeah, we have been doing this. We just, you know, this is how we're, or, hey, this is what we're going to do now. And then all of a sudden you go, oh, wait, you've been doing this for 15 years. Yeah, and that's exactly how they do every single thing. They say, oh, by the way, we're spying on you now at the Patriot Act, but we've been doing it for the longest time. Oh, by the way, we've been GMOing foods. Oh, Bob, but they've been doing that in a lab for the longest time. Oh, by the way, they always, always, always do that because because you can't just come out and actually like spray the skies with toxic metals and get people to vote on it and say, yes, we're going to do that. You can't just say, hey, with the Patriot Act, we want to take away all your rights. We want to be able to drag you off the street in a van, tie you up with no uh, time for a lawyer, no phone call, torture you, imprison you for an infinite amount of time. Do you think who's going to vote? I mean, even even Congress is not that bad that they would vote on that. So, of course, you're absolutely right. Then the same thing is happening with robotics, the same thing that's happening with cell phones, and the same thing which is happening now with artificial intelligence. Yeah. I, I, you know what? We're a lot on the same track, Will. Um, I think you should continue what you're doing. Uh, you're doing a really good job over there at uh, 909, or I'm sorry, 990 WBOB. Uh, your show, what do you, it's an hour, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. All right. Excellent. Uh, keep going with it. I, I think it's a great thing. Any little inkling of, of, of truth, any, anybody, even if you're only reaching two or three people, uh, you know, that's all it takes. Two or three people can, can talk to two or three more people. And those two or three more people can talk to two or three more people. And eventually, you know, most people question 9-11 now. Most people say, you know what, I don't think that official story makes sense. But nobody wants to do anything about it. And that's part of what frustrates me the most, is if you know it doesn't make sense, why would you continue to allow it to go on? I order, I interviewed a guy named Mark Shaw, and uh, he wrote a book called The Reporter Who Knew Too Much. And it was about Dorothy Kilgallen. If you've never heard the name Dorothy Kilgallen, uh, make sure you look it up. Check out the interview I have on, on Raz Radio there with him. Um, she, she was on the track to prove the JFK assassination was, was orchestrated, was something. And she was killed strangely. Uh, it's a really interesting story. The, the guy is well-researched, Mark Shaw. I can hook you up with his email if you want to try talking to him. Great interview with him. I've done two with him. Uh, but that's what we need to do. We need to reach out to these people. You know, we lost uh, uh, Jim Mars a few weeks ago. Uh, I never really discussed it, but you know, it's it's it, th- these guys that really make a difference. Um, a lot of them that that are that are people I believe in and trust are getting old and they're they're passing, uh, and it's up to us to 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 bring these things to light. And I, I think you're doing a good job. I, I, that's why I wanted you on the show. That's why we talked. You know, maybe having you over. Over on Raz here as as a as a secondary, but you know what? The offer is always open if you ever need another place or you want to do another night, and uh, you know they they're okay with you doing another night on another station. I, you're welcome, my friend. 
Well, I, I very much appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, just speaking with you now, is it's really refreshing to make sure that we are on the same page on so many different levels because I think what you're doing uh, is so important. I mean, just what you started up with, with the Robin Williams, was so prescient. It was so uh, important. And we do need to have a little bit of a laugh with it, too. But like you said, you know, even if you're reaching one or two people, that one or two person people that you reach could ultimately be somebody that, you know, you know, puts the final, there's the David to the Goliath, you know, and takes that political stone and, and over and slays our overlords, you know, I mean, and another thing, like you were saying is if we get, because right now it's not cool to be a truther, right now it's not cool to do this, but we need to exactly like you say, get enough people on it. So where it's cool to love one each another, it's cool to, uh, have peace and, and question things and want the truth. Once we get it to a, the counterculture is the culture, that's when we ultimately win. And that's why it's so important, even if it's one or two people, to spread that message. Absolutely, Will. Will, why, why am I stuttering with your name so bad? I apologize, man. Will Turbot, uh, he is on Demand the Truth on 909WBOB.com, Monday nights, 7 to 8, right? Yes, sir. All right. Make sure you check him out. Check out his archives. Uh, you Obviously, you can check out our archives over we're on iTunes, uh, on RazRadioLive.com. I load all the shows there. Uh, Disruption Networks, they have an app that you can get our shows from, uh, our, our prior shows. Uh, so uh, anything you guys can do to support him, support me, support anybody that, that speaks an inkling of, of, of a different opinion. That's what you need, the new media. The, the people that really are trying to give you a, a, a different approach to it. That's where we all need to start focusing on. Forget about these idiots at Fox News and CNN. And I mean, CNN was just allegedly caught faking a, a, a rescue uh, in, the, in the hurricane. Oh, real fast. You know, I got a hurricane coming at me uh, this weekend, possibly. Um, I, I just be, be safe out there, everybody. Uh, Will, any last thoughts? No, uh, just to reiterate what you said, please, I mean, don't just watch this information, research what you're saying, research what I'm saying, and put it through the test. And if it comes out true, spread the information because, you know, the every time, every minute that we're not doing something, they're doing a whole bunch. And they all it takes for evil to triumph is for good men and women to do nothing. So every second that you're not working, these people are working tenfold against you. So the time is now to act. Absolutely. All right, my friend. Uh, listen, you have a great evening. Have a great week. Uh, I will do this again. Absolutely. I enjoyed the interview. And, uh, you know, if there's anything we can do for you from Raz Radio to you in the future, please reach out to me and let me know. Likewise. Thank you so much. All right. Well, you have a great night, buddy. You too. Thank you. Peace. There it goes. Will, I, I enjoyed that interview. You know, it's nice to, to speak with other people that have, a, you know, a basic idea of the world of what's going on, of, of how can we feasibly fix this? What, what would it take to actually maybe fix this a little bit? It doesn't hurt to talk about it. It doesn't hurt to try. You know, my friends, it, it's, it's the way of the world. Uh, we got, what do we got coming up? We got a, uh, a uh, gorilla radio coming up on, on, uh, radio confluence. We've got Ease Beat, Ease Beats and Biz coming up on the Disruption Network. I don't think we have anything here at Raz. Salty Talk, probably some good music. Pick that up. Uh, and Chaos, probably some replays. So make sure you guys check out everything going on. 
I appreciate you guys joining me. Love tonight. you guys so much. You Thanks. First the fifty-two is the bump. And just realize that the truth is out there. We need to find it. You know, it just doesn't it just doesn't appear. We need to find that truth, my friends. Be safe. If you're in Florida, make your plan. Figure out what you're going to do. And just write uh, it out, my friends. Write it out. That's probably what I'm going to do. I love you. Get out of the way if you can. Peace out, my friends. Let's investigate the consequence of a bittersweet loss of sense of weapon in a war against ourselves. The setting sun is loading guns. Don't be afraid of mistakes. Emotions misplaced to love or to hate. I don't know what to do. We're all lost and confused. Just trying to get through in this world. Always trying to prove that we're worth what it takes. But it takes a long time. The dirt to see grace When I'm trying to be real They tend to be fake When I'm risking it all With no time to waste Fuck this rat race I'm leaving this place It's time to blast off Destination space The sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free unguided Through the beautiful, the silent With the light show from a passing UFO Lost in the glow Of the unknown Please don't go I don't know how I got here or how I'm getting home But right from day one, I've been in this alone With odds stacked against, I've been drowning in stress They said, can you take more? I said, give me what's left An old man once told me, Allie, don't ever look back Keep your eyes on that prize and give them hell to your death This is a test, just a frequency check for intelligent life, now it's time to connect. It's an SOS, the death's been sent. So now we just wait and hope for the best. With the sunset hung behind us, and the universe to blind us from the moon, we'll watch the whole world explode. Moving free, unguided through the beautiful, the silent, and the light show from a
guys so much thanks the first 52 is the bump diggity Let me out. Thoughts inside my mind. 